Hey there, you good-looking listeners. You tuned into this podcast this week with a specific thing in mind. To find out what was the thing. And this week on This Was a Thing, we have something a little special for you. If you want to find out more because you're a good listener, stay tuned. If you're a bad listener, then make sure you stay tuned. Either way, please just stay tuned. That'd be great. 1-900 numbers. This week on This Was a Thing. Hi, I'm Rob. And I'm Ray. And you're listening to This Was a Thing, the podcast that dives deep into the cultural happenings of yesteryear. On today's episode, we're looking at 1-900 numbers. This was a thing because before the internet put everything at our fingertips, people needed certain types of information fast. And phone companies realized they could make phone lines to get that information to the people. Unfortunately for the phone companies, a lot of entrepreneurs that started a line may have not been thinking about what the consumer wants, but how to best fill up their pockets with money. Cashola. Now, before I started researching 900 numbers, I had always just remembered them to be calling uh, and talking to hot babes who really wanted me and who thought I was the studliest studs of Studsville, North Studcota. But then I quickly realized, no, no, <laughs> there were thousands of numbers I could have called. Most of them weren't even porn lines. Can you believe it? Back in the 90s, I was literally one phone call away from calling the Corys. For me, that would have been a porn line. That's true. If I wanted to know my future, and let's be honest, who doesn't, I had Tons of options. If I was alive in 1977, I could have even called in and talked to Jimmy Carter and Walter Cronkite at a town hall meeting. Thanks, Rich Little, for making a guest appearance on today's show. Doing the work and finding out everything I could about this ended up bringing me a phone bill that was close to $700, but it was worth it for you, the listeners. Please help us out on Patreon. (laughs) So now sit back, grab your touchtone phone, and let's dial. I referenced a great article from Priceonomics.com called The Rise and Fall of the 1-900 Number. Another helpful article was from MailMagazine.com called The Internet Before the Internet, The Bizarre Heyday of the 1-900 Number. Before all the different, very specific and wacky 900 numbers, they were used for such things as polling and politics. One of the earliest examples of a 900 number being used is the one I mentioned earlier. It was from a 1977 town hall meeting hosted by Walter Cronkite, and viewers could actually call in and talk to President Jimmy Carter. It didn't catch on until media companies realized that 1-900 numbers could be a huge revenue generator. In 1980, viewers of the debate between Jimmy Carter and Ronald Reagan were given two numbers to call to give their thoughts on who won the debate. 
For 50 cents, viewers could call one of the numbers and they let ABC know what the public opinion was. And AT&T recorded the numbers of call for each one to determine who the audience felt was the winner of that contest. Mm. Information services where people could call a 900 number and hear a recorded or live message were also coming into their own in the early and mid-1980s. Um, another prefix we'll hear a little bit is 976. So it was 1900 and 1976. Those were both used to call in for the same services. In 1982, more than a million people called what eventually came to be known as Dial a Shuttle at 1-900-909-NASA to listen to live conversations between ground control and the astronauts, which I thought was, that's pretty cool to think in 82 they had that kind of stuff. So during these early years, when carriers took in almost all the revenue from 900 numbers, the technology was still fairly basic. There wasn't really any interactivity, and you didn't even have to use your touchtone phone to select an option. But still, in 1981, the first full year of service, AT&T recorded 10.9 million calls, and that number would soon look minuscule. Wait, wait, wait. They, they got 10.9 million calls on 900 numbers alone? Yeah. Wow. On April 10th, 1982, Saturday Night Live did a sketch with Eddie Murphy that used 1-900 numbers, and the sketch was actually called Larry the Lobster. He says, you want to save Larry the Lobster? Dial 1-900-720-1808. If you want to kill him, dial 1-900-720-1909. Now, unless you call in to save him, we're going to boil Larry's little butt right here on national television. The phone company is going to charge you 50 cents, but isn't it worth 50 cents to save Larry's life? Or look at it this way. Isn't it worth half a buck to see us boil Larry on TV? At least four times during that April 1982 episode, Eddie Murphy petitioned the audience to call in, even telling Larry the Lobster's life story. Now, by the end of the show, almost 500,000 people had placed calls. The episode caused such an unexpected spike in calls that AT&T, who was the phone carrier, later created a team to keep track of man-made events that could disrupt its system. AT&T billed more than $200,000 that night, marking a glorious moment for the young 900 wow. number business. At the end of the Larry the Lobster episode on Saturday Night Live, the results of the dial-in poll were announced. A vote count of around 239,000 to 227,000, Larry would live. They saved Larry. They saved Larry. But the following week, Eddie Murphy sat in front of the audience and read a letter sent in by a woman named Jean, who was concerned about the treatment of Larry. Uh, we got an amazing amount of letters concerning Larry the Lobster, and here's one in particular I'd like to read to you on television. This is real, legit. Here's a stamp and a return address. And it says, to whom it may concern, during the April 10th show of Saturday Night Live, I hope this lady's watching too, you spend a great deal of time soliciting phone calls to decide the fate of Larry the Lobster. We, the members of the Oklahoma University chapter of Citizens Concern for the Life of Larry the Lobster, are skeptical of Larry's fate. Granted, you said his life would be spared. But are we really expected to believe that Larry is alive and well after you waved him around in the air like a flag all evening long? If he hasn't yet died from overexposure, surely Eddie Murphy has murdered him or at least maimed him. <laughs> and it says this part in parentheses. That man is sick, and I thought those people didn't like seafood. <laughs> if by some remote chance Larry's still alive, we want proof. Sincerely, Gene Maydahl, University of Oklahoma. Well, um, first of all, Gene, 
My word is bond, okay? And I did say last week that I was gonna let Larry the Lobster live, but then I received this racist letter from you. <laughs> and I had a change of mind. Gene, would you like to see what Larry looks like now? Yeah. R.I.P. Larry. Now, in 1987, AT&T started a national program that allowed 900 information providers, the people who provided the audio content, the chance to earn money from their numbers. Now, similar to the way anyone can now start an e-commerce website, you know, like an O.co or anything like that, AT&T opened up the 900 program to any entrepreneur who had an idea and set a price of up to $2 for the first minute of a call and more for additional minutes. An entirely new information economy opened up overnight and the first 900 number entrepreneurs struck gold. There's gold in them phones. <laughs> There's gold in them 900 numbers. There's gold in them 900 numbers. Prior to 1987, there were only 44 numbers with the 900 prefix available while AT&T beta tested the technology. There are rumors that the people who got those first numbers, which were mainly used for adult chat lines, became wealthy pretty much overnight. Bruce Kushnick, who was a telecom strategist who helped Sprint start their 900 service in 1989, says that during those early days, it was a free-for-all. He actually remembers being in a meeting with 25 of the first national paper call developers when someone had asked how many people in the room were millionaires. And he says just about everyone in the room raised their hand. Wow. So, I mean, if you got in on this early, it was just so much easy money. Now, in contrast, in the early internet, everything was free. The 900 business began with a business model, which was charged for content by the minute. By 1989, AT&T, MCI, Sprint, and a smaller carrier called Telesphere had opened up 900 numbers to the masses. So anyone with a bit of a startup cash could start a line. Bob Bentz, who I'll be talking about a decent amount throughout this, founded a company called Advanced Telecom Services, or ATS, to assist 900-number entrepreneurs. And soon he'd help launch phone lines that look like a preview of today's most popular websites. I mean, the stuff that they did. ATS' first big success story was a crossword puzzle line with the New York Daily News. If you were into the daily crossword but got stuck on 19 across, you could call the hotline and get the answer. ATS also created a large network of sports lines with an emphasis on college football recruiting. There was no internet to speak of, so if you were a Florida Gators alum living in Salt Lake City and you wanted to hear interviews with coaches and the latest recruiting news, you could call the Gatorbait hotline. Is that like Chatterbait? I wish they would have tested a couple other line names. One Gator fanatic in 1992 said that he spent $400 monthly on calls. To know what was going on? Yeah, and be, you know, the top guy with the knowledge. Couldn't he have just called a friend down in Florida and been like, hey, what's going on with the team? Nope, nope. Now, eventually, ATS was running hotlines for 65 Division I college football teams, 20 NFL teams, and a handful of MLB and NBA teams. The numbers were run by local sports reporters who supplemented their income by contributing to the lines, and it didn't take long for them to realize that they were making more money Money from the supplement than doing the reporting. So you weren't speaking to anybody. You would call, and it would just be a pre-recorded. It would just be pre-recorded. Wow. The sports reporters would probably call in once a day or twice a day and just leave like a voicemail saying, "Okay, we're looking at this guy, this guy, this guy," and where you could now do that by going on Online. a blog. Yeah. NASCAR even set up the Winston Cup Hotline, which was exclusive sound bites from the top drivers compiled together after the weekend's top races. To tell you about an exciting new way to follow Winston Cup racing, here's Dale Earnhardt. 
No matter how tired I am after a Winston Cup race, I always take time for the Winston Cup outline. No matter whether I win or lose, I'm Victor Lane or I'm talking about what happened, I've got an interesting story to tell. So call Winston Cup Hotline. Ten top drivers every week on Winston Cup Hotline. Call 1-900-446-9287. And get the news straight from the driver's seat. Another big program for ATS was Personals. And remember, this is prematch.com, Tinder, Grinder, Plenty of Fish. Christian Mingle. People looking for a date could call a 900 number, listen to a voice recording of someone whose description they read in a newspaper, and then leave them a message. Oh, yeah. Swiping right cost you money, but love could be the result. It was basically a much slower version of online dating. Personals were a huge money maker for newspapers, so ATS teamed up with those newspapers to combine the hotlines with the print ads forming partnerships with over 200 newspapers. Other dating lines include Dial a Dude, Date by Phone, Tell a Friend, and Singles Connection. Hi, come closer. Closer. If you're ready to meet someone new and exciting, call the Singles Connection now and get in touch with some of America's hottest singles. The Singles Connection, 1-900-860-3007. per minute. Stay on as long as you like, for adults only. Get personal right away. Call the Singles Connection. You never know where it might lead. Go ahead. Call. I'll be right back. I have to make a phone call. Yep. Now, if you weren't looking for a love connection, ATS ran hotlines for celebrities, too, like Michael J. Fox, the Backstreet Boys, Prince, Pink Floyd, and Michael Bolton. Each of them all received a cut of the revenue. I remember when I was a kid, there was a 900 number service where you could call, you would call the number and it would be like uh, like Bart Simpson wishing you a happy birthday. Oh, yeah. I mean, there there was tons of tie-ins for TV shows. I mean, everything. But he said, happy birthday, Rob. I think your parents actually just called Nancy Cartwright's house. She was our neighbor. <laughs> Other celebrities you could have called were DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince, and they were rumored to make six figures from their line. The band Warrant, MC Hammer, New Kids on the Block, who were also involved in a lawsuit because there was a fake New Kids on the Block line. <gasps> Tiffany, Paula Abdul, Jessica Hahn would talk to you about the Baker scandal, I guess, and then Jose Canseco's number promised to set the record straight about the rumors going around about him. Steroids. And you even got Kiss. And me, Gene Simmons, and right now I want to put on my disc jockey voice. Kiss fans and rock and rollers don't miss this opportunity. Listen, you guys, it's only going to cost you two bucks a first minute, 45 cents each additional minute. So, so you dial the Kiss hotline now. Yes. It's your front row ticket to Kiss. It's like being at the show. Kids, get your parents' permission before you call us. Celebrities themselves weren't your thing? Well, there were plenty of movie and TV tie-ins. There was 1-900-INDY, which came out around the same time as Last Crusade, and I'm glad I didn't know about that because I would have called all the time. There was Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and that had a trivia quiz. There was Little Monster starring Mr. Howie Mandel, and don't forget the E.T. ripoff, Mac and Me. Ooh, you like a little scary? Ooh, I think you like a little scary. Well, there are even horror lines. Ooh, you could hear Freddy Krueger. You could talk to phone zombies that were very, very dead when you called 1-900-490-DEAD. Or you could join Grandpa Al Lewis Jr. Vampires Club. 
Hiya, kids. It's me, your friend, Graham Poe. I gotta tell you, I am starting a new club, and I want you to join. It's called the Junior Vampires of America. I mean, you'll hear scary monster stories. Now, to call, you gotta ask your parents' permission and call this phone number, 1-900-909-4300. Hey, kids, call 1-900-909-4300. That's 1-900-909-4300 to hear Grandpa scary stories and join the Junior Vampires Club. Just $2 a first minute, 45 cents each additional. Ask mom or dad first. Wrestling hotlines were also huge business. ATS partnered with Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Miss Elizabeth, among others. Bob Benz from ATS or one of his colleagues would go to all the big pay-per-view events like WrestleMania and interview the stars for the line. When the wrestlers came out of the ring, says Benz, their first stop was to be interviewed for the 1-900 number hotline. The gorgeous ladies of wrestling, who the show Glow is based on, had one. Hulk Hogan's line promised a new power-packed message every day from the Hulkster himself. Hey, Hulkamaniacs, you prove to the Hulkster that you're a true Hulkamaniac by renting my new movie, Suburban Commando, one of the greatest movies the Hulkster's ever appeared in. Now I'm going to tell you about another big hit, the Hulk Hogan WWF Wrestling Challenge Game. By dialing 1-900-454-HULK, you can hear my daily power pack messages, giving you the latest scoops on the WWF. Plus, you can play my Hulk Hogan WWF Wrestling Challenge Game, where I'll be your manager for the match of your life. Maybe game shows were your thing. Playing games. You like game shows where you could win money? Well, there was Wheel of Fortune, Scrabble, Spell It, and <laughs> let's make a deal. <laughs> Hi, I'm Marty Hall, and these are just some of the thousands of people who won hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of prizes playing Let's Make a Deal with me right over their phone. Call 1-900-860-4332, and you can be a winner, too. I'm giving away $1,000 in cash instantly, right now, along with $20, $50, and $200 in other cash prizes. Just pick up your phone and call 1-900-860-4332. Who knows? Maybe I'll be telling you you're a winner, too. $2.95 per minute. Average call, four minutes. You could play the lottery over the phone, or you could even bet on your favorite sports team. You could even get video game hints from all the top developers like Konami, Sega, Nintendo. Oh, we used to call those all the time. If you were into the strange and unknown, and there was an occult hotline, a line specifically for Elvis sightings, and even one where you could hear about the most shocking cover-up ever in regards to UFOs. Here it is, the UFO hotline. Your phone number to the biggest cover-up ever. Call 1-900-909-UFOs. Although we warn you to be prepared, this may be the most shocking phone call you'll ever make. Of course, there was a renegade aspect to the 900 number industry, and this aspect made the industry fall as quickly as it rose. In those days, it was the Wild West. There was literally no rules or regulations, says Chris Kupchick, a pioneer of the 900 number business. People were doing whatever they wanted. As a young single mother, Kupchick put two kids through college on her income from 900 numbers. Now, at least some of Kupchick's work involved adult chat lines, which is what most people who lived through the era associate with the 900 numbers, like I did. Americans saw endless late-night commercials filled with fantasy girls awkwardly in silk lingerie while holding touchtone phones. In 1988, just a year after the first 900 rise really started, Congress passed a law that banned so-called dial-up porn. 
But a year later, the Supreme Court overturned the ban. Yay, Supreme Court. And there was plenty of dial-a-poor numbers. Maybe you wanted to talk to two bored roommates who wanted to talk dirty to you. Maybe your thing was talking to five women in a bubble bath. Why well, be lonely when you can talk to us? I just love this jacuzzi, don't you? Call me, please. $4 per minute will be charged to your phone bill. Now, did you have a medical condition, but your appetite for lust was insatiable? Then go ahead and call Dial-A-Nurse. You could call Phone Affairs, and you could have a phone affair. You could call 1-900-GO-TO-BED, and even the all-woman dreamline... Sorry, I'm sorry. 1-900-GO-TO-BED? Yeah. Is that that calling you have parents yell at you? I know. That's what it would seem Go to bed! Yeah, go to bed! You know what time it is? But of course, there's always the girls' room. Only behind closed doors do women reveal their hidden secrets and private thoughts. Call 1-900-246-5000 to hear the daily earth-shattering confessions of the girls' room. Listen in. I promise not to tell. I can't help it. I'm so afraid of what he might do if I tell. Accept no invitations. Hear real-life shocking stories personally revealed to you through the pages of the girls' room. Call 1-900-246-5000. Two dollars per minute. Adults only, please. That had made me uncomfortable. Maybe you wanted the option of companionship or dirty talk. Personally yours was yours. Do you have some thoughts or feelings you'd like to share? Maybe you're just looking for some pleasant, lively conversation. Dial 1-900-454-1661. Now, moral judgments aside, there were real problems with fraud in the early years of the 900 numbers, of course. Scammers inserted long delays into messages to ramp up the charges. They peddled worthless generic information. They made messages purposefully difficult to hear and charged excessive unadvertised fees. In one case, a company advertised a 900 number for driver jobs in 60 newspapers at $20 per call. But they didn't reveal that there were only three positions available. Jesus! The craziest scandal was a TV ad for Santa Claus Hotline that urged children to hold their phones up to the screen. When they did this, a program tone automatically dialed a 900 number... That phone bill would have been a hell of a present for Mama and Papa. That is, that's atrocious. Good thing is Mr. Claus was able to parlay this mistake by creating a few more phone lines that were a little less deceiving. One was targeted at little children, but this time they needed their parents' permission to call. There was also a line that Santa set up where you could listen to him rap. And that's real because Santa actually raps. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. W-R-A-P-S, but... Oh, I was confused. (laughs) Hey, friends, hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, could you do us a favor? After you listen to today's episode, open up your podcast app and leave us a review, please. The more reviews we get, the more people will discover us, and the more people that discover us, the less lost we'll feel. You're good, buddy. It's okay. Uh, look, nothing has ever been easier to do. Just go ahead and grab a pen real quick. It's okay. We'll wait. Don't worry. Okay, head on over to your podcast app, click those three dots in the lower right-hand corner, Click go to show, scroll down till you see ratings and reviews, then leave us some stars and a comment or two so our parents know that it was worth all the tuition that they spent. And if 
you really love us, head on over to patreon.com and send us some money. And in return, you will get access to merch, special episodes, bonus content, pictures of me shirtless. Okay, okay. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Search This Was a Thing and help us out. But you know what? You've already helped us out today by listening to us, and we can't tell you how much we appreciate that. So thank you. Thank you. Santa aside, there were a lot of bad things happening with 900 numbers. The most serious cases always involve children, like I said. Local and national media reported that a 17-year-old's $10,500 phone bill for using chat lines, a boy with disabilities' $8,000 bill for a phone quiz, and a girl who called teen idol Corey Hames' hotline 216 times. The first two, shame on the phone company. The last one, shame on the girl. Now, this is a clip talking about that story from Entertainment Tonight. Shout out to John Tesh. Angela Kovac of Phoenix, Arizona, thought it would be fun to call Corey Hames' 900 number once. It didn't work out that way. No. (laughs) Called a lot more. About 216 times. The final tab for Angela's repeated calls to Corey's line More than $570 in a single month. In 1988, reportedly inspired by SNL's Larry the Lobster stunt, DC Comics created a phone poll about whether or not they should kill off character Jason Todd, who was the second person to adopt the persona of Batman sidekick Robin. And what did they learn from this? That comic book fans are bloodthirsty bastards. Batman A Death in the Family was written by Jim Starlin and came out in December of 1988. The storyline is notable for its 900 number voting system in which fans were allowed to call two separate numbers and choose whether Jason would survive the Joker's torture or die because of it. Introduced as a replacement for then Robin Dick Grayson in 1983, the impulsive Jason Todd had grown very unpopular amongst readers. Aware of this, editor Dennis O'Neill conceived of letting his fans decide his fate, leading to the creation of the storyline. For 36 hours, beginning on September 15, 1988, readers could call the two numbers to cast a ballot on whether he should live or die. Over 10,000 votes were cast with a narrow majority in favor of killing the character. And in Batman number 428, the Joker kills Todd by blowing up the warehouse in which he's held hostage. In 1992, the Supreme Court allowed a law passed by Congress created to block all 900 numbers that provided adult content to people, except for the consumers who requested access to a specific number in writing. And I can imagine how that went. Something like, Dearest phone company, I'd like to please be able to call the girls' room, as well as Grandpa Al Lewis's Junior Vampire Club. Thank you. The law killed the adult 900 number business, which moved over to the 800 numbers, where billing had to be done by credit card. That year, overall billing of 900 numbers in the U.S. dropped from 979 million to 550 million, still making a lot of money, but almost half of the revenue. In 1993, the FTC Federal Trade Commission made it mandatory for all 900 numbers to include a message at the beginning of calls explaining the potential cost and giving the caller a chance to hang up with no fee. Carriers had to allow customers to block the usage of all 900 numbers from their homes, so you know, so kids couldn't call 900 numbers, or paper call addicts, which I guess was a thing. The girl with the Corey. Yeah, that's true. The FTC also made it illegal to advertise numbers to children under the age of 12, so... <laughs> I can imagine, like, 
all the ads. So in like, Highlights magazine. Yeah, exactly. In 1993, the FTC required all carriers to immediately refund any disputed 900 number billings until the matter was resolved. So if a customer said their cat called 900 number, which apparently actually happened, and stayed on the line for two hours, there were a few avenues for the carriers, but service bureaus or information providers could not collect the money. So people were using any excuse to just keep getting their 900 numbers. Probably the biggest thing to kill the 900 number industry was the invention of a thing that we like to call on the show the internet. Free websites were a better option for expensive phone calls. Sports fan lines became sports fan sites. Dating lines became dating sites. Grandpa Al Lewis became an out-of-work actor. They took my business, Hyman! It became more and more difficult to collect from the consumers, and telephone carriers dropped out of the 900 business altogether. AT&T left in 2002, and in 2012, the last 900 carrier standing, who was Verizon announced they were also done. In the U.S., at least, the 900 number era was over. 900 service was the most mismanaged telecommunications industry in history, wrote Brush Kushnick in 1992, all the way back then, citing the nearly 50% decline in revenue the industry suffered that year. So in 92, he said there was already a 50%, like I said, from the 975 to the 550 million. It had a life cycle. It should have been like PayPal or Bitcoin. It was a billing network, but they attacked the content. Even though the majority of it was actually clean, would it have blown up if a lot of the regulation was done up front? I doubt it. The laws were overcompensating to the consumer, said Bob Benz. There were many high-level legitimate uses of 900 numbers that never really got the publicity. The scam artists got all the publicity. There are still paper call services in Canada, the Czech Republic, and the UK, and they thrive in countries where regulations are less strict. Mobile carriers abroad will bill paper call numbers where U.S. carriers will not do it. One of the last lines in the U.S. was the Catholic news service. It lasted all the way up until 2012, and if you dialed 1-900-PREVIEW, you could get a movie review from a Catholic morals perspective. In its heyday, some of the more random lines you could call were a mortgage calculator, the insomniac line, a drum and bugle corps, which I could only imagine how peaceful that was, you could get farm commodity prices, you could get law advice, you could get soap opera magazine, oh, there was religious rap, or you could call and even get insulted. I could just call my family for that. <laughs> this is Dial and Insult. Call one 900 to insult Dial and Insult. Are you half in the bed? Say it's about to get worse. There's a guy called Sultan who's waiting to cross. When you dial up, he's going to cut you down. going to let you know that you're nothing but a clan. Go get him, Sultan. One dollar per minute, two dollars fast minute. Kids, get permission. one 900 to insult Call now and you'll never be the same again. You could help Hurricane Hugo victims vote for Miss America, get Microsoft tech support, 1-900-TELEPIZZA. You could even get a wake-up call. Oh, I used to do that. But Rob, I know what you're all about. You want to know the latest on all the hippest clubs in L.A., baby. I love club sandwiches. Close. Let me tell you, the party tracker, 1-900-THIS-BE-IT, was the line for you. I need to find a club, but a special club, you know? It's the party tracker, 1-900-THIS-BE-IT. They've got over 500 L.A. clubs listed, including the underground. And they update daily. We're talking dance. This guy, 
looks like he's would never go into a club at, in his life. Absolutely. This man, you know who he looks like? He looks like the guy that they beat up in all like the like the nerd movies. The right info on the right club right now. One nine hundred. This be it. He's actually very funny. Who is he? His name is DC Douglas. He's a voiceover actor. Oh, DC Douglas. Great work. I know you like jokes. Well, there were plenty of lines to call. Maybe you wanted to start a hotline. Well, there was a hotline that you could call to help you start your hotline. Mm. I know. You could hear someone tune their guitar. I mean, let's be honest. Sometimes we just need a really, really good cry. What makes people all over America break down and cry like this? Call 1-900-740-3500 and hear it for yourself. Two dollars per minute. If you're under 18, ask your parents before you call. (laughs) Now, when we get back from the break... I have to go cry. We will be debuting This Was a Thing's new... 900 number. It will keep you guys up to date with the show and will also feature fun profiles on me and Rob. This was a thing. This was a thing. And now, this is a sketch. You haven't done anything wrong. It's just a quality control check we like to do with all of our 1-900 employees. Sure. So now we're just going to see how you respond to a couple of possible at-work scenarios. All right. Now, I want you to answer the phone when I call and just act as if I'm your average 1-900 caller. You understand, right? Got it. Okay. Hey, little bitch. You pressed four. Only the most saucy barbecue bad boys pressed four. You got that barbecue sauce ready, a little BBQ bitch? Oh, yeah but I seem to have run out of my special sauce. What is this bad little fella to do? Do you have ketchup? Why, yes, I do. Good thing I'm calling from my kitchen. Should I grab some brown sugar to mix into this ketchup? I don't want you to mix it. I want you to whisk it. Ooh, I love taking whisks. Hold on, let me take off my wrist brace. What do you need a wrist brace for, you little baby? Whisk the fucking sauce! I don't want to whisk it too hard. Last time I ended up with a roux all over my chest. I didn't ask you about last time. Sorry, sir. Call me Grillmaster. Am I allowed to taste the special sauce, Grillmaster? Time to slather that shit on some meat. I'm a bad little pork loin, aren't I? You want to kiss the cook, don't you? Oh, fuck it, I'm going to dry rub. And all right, wow, that was very impressive. Yeah, I knew that ketchup trick from spending a lot of time in the kitchen with my gam-gam as a kid. Authenticity was incredible. I have to be honest, you are the future of 1-900 BBQ Buns. Thank you. This was a sketch. All right, I was actually kidding about the 900 number for us. I'm sorry, but I need to keep you guys interested to come back after the commercials. But feel free to visit our social media profiles, though. Anyway. 900 numbers will always be, I feel like, somewhat of a punchline due to all the dial of porn numbers, which is kind of unfortunate because there was actually a lot of great lines that could provide useful information to a customer that was willing to pay for that information. Now, like I said at the beginning, it's hard for me to remember any of the numbers besides the one with all the gals that seemed super interested in me, but it is probably a good thing that I didn't know about them at the time because I would have for sure wanted to call the Hulkster. One of the worst things about all of it, though, is the scamming that went on to attract the children's attention. 
People behind certain phone lines knew kids were an easy mark, and it didn't matter to them how they were making money, just that they were making money. It doesn't matter if it's kids, it's mommy and daddy's money, you know, the kids are just easy to get their attention. The internet really did help make these lines extinct, it's true, but I bet the same guys that were behind trying to trick kids with the phones are now tricking kids into giving them money with websites and apps. It's just part of the world we live in. You still see the ads every once in a while for the sexy 800 numbers. I remember as early as the early aughts when they used to play on the E! channel late at night all the time, like during Howard Stern or Wild on E! Oh, of course. I do think this era of marketing should be remembered in a positive note for the most part. Yeah, there were the bad ones that put a stain on the overall success, but this really was a great way for people to find out new things before the internet. You had these encyclopedia and the news, so this was the quickest way to get the most up-to-date information. I love the internet and thinks it's one of the greatest inventions of all time, and I never need to go back and call and find things out, but these are definitely nostalgic, and what do we love here? Nostalgia. Can I ask you a question? Are there still 900 numbers? Not in the U.S., because they're not allowed, but like I said, in uh, I think it's U.K., Czech Republic, and Canada. I like the one that was called like 1-900-Affair. Well, that's like what AshleyMadison.com is now. Honey, why are you on Ashley Madison? Oh, I thought it was, uh, she's a, a sportscaster. I thought I thought she was uh, going to tell me the score of the Dodgers game. I thought it was uh, free, Ashley from Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> Let's play a game. This was a thing and now it's a quiz. This is a This Was a Quiz. With Mark Schroeder. 1-900-Numbers. How many people listening have no idea what those even were? How many people have never even dialed an actual landline phone? The kids out there, right? Well, we're hoping that after listening to this episode, they're going to dial and, and they're going to know what they are. But not on their parents' bill. Did you ever dial 1-900-Numbers? I never did, actually, in the research that you did for this and then listening to the episode. I was like, I think, thankfully, I never got myself in that. I saw the ads all the time, but I part of me knew that there was a... A ding there, like that I would get in trouble. I, nothing's for free. I feel like you would have called a Batman one for some reason. If if they had, if I had seen an advertisement, I almost called a Freddy one. There was a Freddy Krueger uh, yep. one. Yeah, I almost would have called a Freddy one. But the interesting thing about the 900 numbers is that there's only seven digits that you were able to get after that <laughs> that 900. So <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, right, yeah. people had to be very creative with the acronyms that they used for what those 900 numbers were going to be. So our game today is called... What's that number again? I am going to give you a 1-900 vanity number that I've made up. Uh-huh. And you, we're going to go back and forth. You're each going to get three. You're going to have to quickly pitch me what that 900 call-in number is based totally okay. on the Shit. vanity name. Okay. 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 So we're going to do three each. Who wants to start? I'll ping pong back and forth, but a brave soul needs to volunteer. Go ahead, Rob. Okay. I'll do it. Rob? Yeah, here we go. Your first number is 1-900-CALL-AMY. Okay, so here's the idea. I'm a conservative, and the one thing I love doing more than anything is speaking to my Supreme Court Justice, Amy Coney Barrett. And what I will do is, is I will give her a law, and then she tells me which Bible passage it goes against. <laughs> okay. So that's call 1-900-CALL-AMY. Perfect. And how much is it a minute? It is, well, freedom is priceless. Mmm, that's strong. Strong. Fourteen ninety nine a minute. But fourteen ninety nine a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but after the first minute. <laughs> and then after the first additional minute, somebody went to sixteen ninety nine. Ray, one nine hundred. Tough love. T U F. 
L O V E. Tough love. Well, one nine hundred tough love is you know you call when you needed a parental figure in your life, <laughs> and you feel like you're like I think this might be a bad decision, so I need to I need someone to give me you know like I know this is bad. Like you know you have those things in your brain, and then you have to like pass it by someone, and they're like, no, come on, dude, you're better than you need that. Need a sounding board. Yeah. Press one to hear. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, I think I'm going to steal this car. Well, look, what's the mileage? So if the mileage is good, you can steal it? Well, I mean, they got to at least throw something out right, there. You're right. You're oh, right. Look, these are people who are on 1 900 lines. It's not like they're going to give good information or anything. Rob. Yes. Yours is 1 900 get Mary. 1 900 get Mary. Um, is not a lot of people knew this, but before she was a television actress, Mary Tyler Moore was arrested in 49 out of the 50 states for tax evasion. Mm. And if you can get Mary, the U.S. government will give you a reward. That's 1-900-GET-MARY. She's elusive. Oh, IRS. <laughs> she turned herself in, and that's how she started MTM, actually, with that. That, is, that actually is true. Yeah, that she, is true. So that's 1-900-GET-MARY. Very impressive. All right. One nine hundred big tuck, big tuck, big tuck. Well, this is the this is Tucker Carlson's uh, call in line, and uh, you know if you really want the real opinions that the Daily Caller's putting out there, but can't really put it out there, you can call one nine hundred big tuck, and he can tell you what you should be pissed off about. Press nine to get really pissed, and press ten to go to Sean Hannity. The shit they won't allow yeah. on Fox News. Yeah, exactly. You can only hear yeah. the crazy shit. Okay, Rob, give me one nine hundred six pigs. One nine hundred six pigs is a real estate line for the three little pigs when they're uh, brick building when co-op. It'd be like the, the three little pigs, like their wives were like, "We're getting involved with the business." Oh, that's funny. I love it. Fantastic. What's the cost again per minute? <laughs> Your dignity. Oh my. And two ninety nine a minute, and then a dollar ninety nine each additional minute. Pork it over. Ah. Okay, last one. One nine hundred. Wet foot. This is for the guys who love when the ladies come out of the ocean. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, oh man, that Pacific was really cold, wasn't it? Oh man, you didn't dry your feet yet, did you? Oh, they got sand all over them, huh? Oh man. Why are you looking at me like that, Rob? Because you're masturbating while you're tanging this, Ray. This is disgusting. Look, I have a thing for feet. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Though. Who are you no, dialing? No. Who are you? This isn't a real number. This was a joke number. <laughs> this is a joke. But yeah, it definitely has to be a, a woman coming out of the ocean because that just seems like feet and surf go together with some some dudes. Yeah, there's some weird creepy foot people out there. Yeah. They need help. <laughs> well, we can't. They should call 1-900-6-PIG, <laughs> a place where all kosher pigs can talk about how they feel ostracized by the Judaic community. Oh, <laughs> One nine hundred six pigs. So these and many other one nine hundred numbers. Thank you very much for lending your PR genius and marketing genius to these numbers. Uh, I'll get them started, and we'll record the lines this afternoon. <laughs> Thank you. And if you like what Mark did, call one nine hundred Love Mark. Yes. L U V M A R K. Now, when the person from Starbucks picks up, say you want to speak to barista Mark. They'll put him on the line if he's not making a frap. And you can say how much you appreciate everything he is doing. And I would love to say thank you, but in order to not be fired, I have to pretend like you're placing an order. So I have to respond with, and what size? But that <laughs> oh, means you're thank so you. good. That means thank that you. That means thank you. And extra steamed milk means thank you so much. <laughs> wow. This is great. All right, friends, let us know which 1-900 numbers you called. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know what you used to dial back in the 90s. Have a great week. Thank you. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to This Was a Thing, and a big thanks to the folks that keep this show running. Our editor, Daniel Cut-Cut Schwartzberg, our composer, Billy Better Than DC Reese, our social media director, Gabe Hashtag Crawford, our graphic designer, Natalie's Nothing's Too Graphic DeSavia, and finally, our games coordinator, Mark the Shark Schroeder. If you liked what we did today, make sure to head on over to iTunes to rate and review us. The more stars you leave us, the more love we feel. Hey, speaking of love, show us some social media love. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at This Was A Thing Pod and Facebook we are This Was A Thing Podcast. Reach out, we'd love to hear from you. And if you really liked what we did today, head on over to Patreon.com and become one of our sponsors and you'll get access to special episodes, interviews, and merch. That's Patreon. Search This Was A Thing and support us so we can keep doing this show. 